Safety Net Studio presents. Talking movies with Brian Lataki. And here we go. Here's Brian Lataki. You can do it. Hello, friends, and welcome to Talking Movies. I'm Brian Lataki, and today we hang out for our lives with Jake Johnson's Self Reliance. There will be people trying to kill you, the hunters. What are you talking about? There's people trying to murder me? Very much so. You will have 30 days to survive. You will only be killed when you are alone. So let me get this straight. You cannot touch me if I'm with someone and then I get a million dollars. What are you doing? What are you doing, man? Why'd you leave my side? I didn't take a shit. Why didn't you wake me up and bring me with you? Because I'm taking a Let's play. What the f*** is this? This is James, my new friend. He pays me to shadow him. You cannot have this person sleeping in mom's house. Are you going to shadow me? No. Are you going to shadow me? No. Shit. Are you going to shadow me? I don't want to take away James's job. <clears throat> this is going to end badly. Aren't there other people playing the game who could hang out with you? Just say it. You're not going to. No, I'm not going to murder you. Are you going to murder me? No, I want to be on the same team as you. You want to spend all our time together after knowing me for five minutes? Let's win together. When a man is offered a million dollars to play a game in which hunters try to kill him, he thinks he has found the perfect loophole. They can only attack when he's alone. His only problem is that none of his friends or family believe the game is real. Written and directed by Jake Johnson, Self-Reliance stars Jake Johnson as Tommy, Andy Samberg as Andy Samberg, Bjorn Johnson as Magnus, Hans Tester as Anders, Mary Holland as Amy, Emily Hampshire as Mary, and features Daryl J. Johnson, Nancy Lenahan, Jeff Kober, Biff Whiff, Eric Edelstein, Eli Henry, Anna Kendrick, and Boban Marjanovic. Jake Johnson's career is really starting to shine. After a great run on the series New Girl, he took on roles like Peter B. Parker in the Spider-Verse series, got his own Netflix series called Hoops, and made a solid cameo in Mel Brooks's History of the World Part 2. Now he gets to show off his writing and directing chops while starring as a down-on-his-luck guy looking to start his life over again after his partner breaks up with him. Story-wise, this is a really fun story that is only made better with the buy-in from the acting team. The story plays out like a person who may or may not have a mental illness based on the facts that he shares. As an example, he is picked up in a limo by Andy Samberg and asked to play a game where he can only be killed if he's alone. Of course nobody believes him. Acting-wise, every single actor in this movie does a really great job with all of their screen time. Now that said, there's no major awards that will make their way over towards this movie, but they probably should. Jake does an amazing job, and so does Biff Whiff, and of course, the wonderful Anna Kendrick. Really, this was just a really well-acted, R-rated comedy. Overall, Self-Reliance is a really fun movie with a few design slow parts, and the only reason that would be a hit against, because they're designed, is because the movie only has an hour and 25-minute runtime. It's a perfect movie to throw on and have a few laughs, while also starting to question whether or not Tommy is actually being hunted, or if he is truly going through a mental breakdown as his family believes. I fully recommend this movie and expect that this will be a cult classic in the future that really should have seen some theater time, but was only a straight-to-streaming release. I watched it on Paramount Plus in Canada while it's on Hulu in the US. Seriously, go watch this movie, especially if you're a fan of Jake Johnson's character in New Girl, as Tommy is very similar to Nick Miller in a ton of different ways. I give Self-Reliance an A. 
The new year is here, so if you need to plan a get-together, why not try something a little different? At Killer Noob Escapes at 740B Century Street, we offer the city's only two-hour escape experience, starting with Part 1, The Fun House, followed by Part 2, The Upstairs. We also feature a two-person room called Buried Alive. Hold your gathering in our private dining room for free if you book Part 1 and Part 2 while being surrounded by the screams of Puddles' victims. Book today at KillerNoobEscapes.com. I've just been handed an urgent news story. Cannonball! Let's get into movie news you can use, and let's start it off with a very interesting trailer for an upcoming project called Crazy House. The Christians are celebrating Easter. RuPaul, guys! And Bernie's got it all under control. She's a rat! But a slippery situation makes him lose his grip. Oh my god! How many times have I told you to take off those stupid things? Can Bernie find a solution? Fix, no problem. And fix the mess he created? Oh gosh, what a mess. Or is he going to lose his mind? <laughs> Find out on the next Crazy House. Sundance. Set in the 90s, Crazy House is about a religious homemaker named Bernie and his sitcom family. When Russian workers in Bernie's house turn out to be wanted criminals, they make Bernie and his family tear the place up in search of some old hidden loot. In order to free himself, Bernie has to man up and save his imprisoned family while slowly going crazy. Crazy House stars Nick Frost and Alicia Silverstone and will be released starting at Sundance. Over in casting news, Jason Reitman is actively working on a film about Saturday Night Live, and Deadline is reporting that they have now found their Lorne Michaels. Gabriel LaBelle, who starred in Steven Spielberg's The Fablemans, is set to play Lorne Michaels in the Saturday Night Live movie. Michaels has produced the show since its inception and will continue to do so up until its 50th season. Cooper Hoffman from Licorice Pizza has signed on to play NBC producer Dick Ebersol in the movie, while Rachel Sennett from Shiva Baby will be playing SNL writer Rosie Schuster. SNL 1975 will present the true story of what happened that night behind the scenes in the moments leading up to the first broadcast of Saturday Night Live. It depicts the chaos and magic of a revolution that almost wasn't, counting down the minutes in real time to the infamous words, live from New York, it's Saturday night. In other casting news, it was announced that Emily Hampshire, who played the character Stevie Budd in Schitt's Creek, is set to star in Adam O'Brien's horror film titled Mom. Mom centers on a struggling mother who is abandoned by her family and partner after a horrific incident. As she falls further into isolation, she begins to be haunted by a sinister entity that is determined to make her relive her darkest moments. Sticking with casting for a little while longer, Deadline is reporting that Isa Gonzalez and Domna Hall Gleason have both joined Guy Ritchie's upcoming project, Fountain of Youth, starring John Krasinski and Natalie Portman. Fountain of Youth involves two estranged siblings who partner on a global heist to find the mythological Fountain of Youth. They must use their knowledge of history to follow clues on an epic adventure that will change their lives and possibly lead to immortality. The script was a high priority at Skydance, and it reportedly blew execs away. There's also more casting news from the Minecraft movie that already stars Jason Momoa, Danielle Brooks, Jack Black, Emma Myers, and now Jennifer Coolidge, Kate McKinnon, and Jermaine Clement. The Minecraft movie is based on the hugely successful video game franchise, which allows players to explore a blocky, procedurally generated 3D world. The world can be mined and extract raw materials to craft tools and build anything 
up to the player's imagination. A few years after being launched, Microsoft acquired Mojang Studios, the company behind Minecraft, for a cool $2.5 billion. In other upcoming projects, Deadline is reporting that Marlon Wayans has signed on to star in a sports-related horror film coming from Jordan Peele's production company Monkey Paw Productions. The script is believed to center on a promising young athlete who is invited to train with the team's retiring star. Comicbook.com has heard that the script centers on a rookie quarterback who goes to train with a retiring star quarterback who may hold a secret about how he has played so long at such a high level. Shortly after exiting Scream 7, Deadline is reporting that Christopher Landon has lined up his next project, a werewolf thriller titled Big Bad. The script is set to be written by Chandler Baker based on a short story of her own writing. The story follows the Strauss family, who is on knife's edge. Sam is a resentful stay-at-home dad. Rachel feels the restlessness in her blood returning. Their children are getting out of hand, and a recent mudslide has forced the wolves out of the woods to look for food. As dusk falls and tensions rise, the family must come together to survive the night from the threats outside and those within. Ryan Coogler has announced that his next project will be once again teaming up with Michael B. Jordan in order to make what is being described as a genre picture. A genre picture could mean anything from horror to sci-fi, thriller, or fantasy, and the Hollywood Reporter's sources are revealing that there may be a period element to the film as well. Coogler and Jordan's partnership goes back to 2013's Fruitvale Station, followed by 2015's Creed, and also Black Panther and Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Wakanda Forever! Deadline is reporting that Yellowstone's Taylor Sheridan has officially optioned Empire of the Summer Moon, Quana Parker, and The Rise and Fall of the Comanches, the most powerful Indian tribe in American history, written by S.C. Gwynn. Sheridan is set to write and direct the project as well as produce through his boss, Branch Banner. The book spans a four-decade struggle between the Comanche tribe and white settlers to control the American West. S.C. Gwynn was quoted as saying, I can't think of anyone better qualified to bring Empire of the Summer Moon to the screen than Taylor Sheridan. He has a deep and nuanced understanding of both the myth and reality of the Old West. I am thrilled that he is undertaking this project. Sheridan is currently wrapping up the final season of Yellowstone, but the series is expected to continue with a modern-day spin-off set to star Matthew McConaughey. Over in the rumor mill, Channing Tatum has confirmed that he is still actively working on an adaptation of the Image Comics property called The Max. On social media, Tatum wrote, quote, Oh my god, I'm so excited for this, I can't even explain. The Max. This is a childhood love of mine. The truly brilliant genius creation of Sam Keith. When I was grounded and wasn't allowed to watch TV, this was the cartoon on MTV Oddities I would risk it all for. Sneak out of bed and put it on and pray I didn't get caught. Even now, after all this time, it feels somehow still ahead of its time. The characters in this, the Max, Julie Winters, and Mr. Gone taught me things about life. Seated complex ideas in my young mind that had profound effect on how I viewed the world and the roles we play, that I only intellectually understood way later. I can't wait to bring this to life and try to bring generations that missed it. The Max followed the adventures of the Max, who appeared both in real world and an alternate reality called the Outback. In the real world, he is a homeless man living in a box, but in the Outback, he is a powerful masked being who is the protector of the Jungle Queen. In the real world, the latter is a social worker named Julie Winters, who frequently works to help the homeless man, unaware that the alternate reality exists and exerting a dangerous influence on her life. The initial comic of the Max ran from 1993 to 1998 for a total of 35 issues. The 
The animated series adaptation ran for 13 episodes, airing in 1995. The Max returned briefly for a five-issue crossover with Batman in 2018. Comedian Pauly Shore has shown and talked about many times how he would love to play fitness guru Richard Simmons in a biopic. Shore was quoted as saying, quote, I am him. I like helping people. I like health. I like putting that energy out there. And I've been going to the gym since I was a kid. And I think I'm a little over the top as well. So I feel like I connect with him. Shore has now partnered up with Jake Lewis, who helmed the viral Robin Williams biopic pitch in order to create a nine minute short on YouTube called The Court Jester. Oh, you're looking at me because I'm eating a donut. You think it's weird? Listen, every day I try to find a moment to bring me peace, okay? And every day it's something completely different. Pulling over the side of the road and just turning the radio off. Crying to when Harry met Sally. And today... Today it's a donut. Simmons is not associated with the project and did speak out about the project saying it was done without his blessing. He said, quote, Hi everybody, you may have heard that they may be doing a movie about me with Polly Shore. I've never given my permission for this movie, so don't believe everything you read. I no longer have a manager and I no longer have a publicist. I just try to live a quiet life and be peaceful. Thank you for all of your love and support. Moving to the small screen, it was announced that the flight attendant that premiered on Max only two years ago has officially been cancelled. Based on the novel by by Chris Bojalian, the flight attendant starred Kaylee Cuoco as Cassie, an alcoholic flight attendant drawn into a world of espionage when she wakes up to find a dead man in her hotel bed. Cuoco had two Emmy Award nominations for Outstanding Actress in a Comedy Series for her work on the series, and also snagged a nomination for Outstanding Comedy Series during its first run. CTV News is reporting that a grand jury has officially indicted Alec Baldwin on an involuntary manslaughter charge. According to CTV, special prosecutors brought the case before a grand jury in Santa Fe this week, months after receiving a new analysis of the gun that was used. Baldwin's legal team did not immediately respond to requests for comments on the indictment, and special prosecutors declined to answer questions after spending about a day and a half presenting their case to the grand jury. While the proceeding is shrouded in secrecy, two of the witnesses seen at the courthouse included crew members, one who was present when the fatal shot was fired, and another who had walked off the set the day before due to safety concerns. As mentioned in a previous story, Lorne Michaels has announced that he plans to retire following the 50th season of Saturday Night Live. While speaking on the red carpet this week at the Primetime Emmy Awards, Michaels was asked who could potentially take over for him. Michaels said, quote, it could easily be Tina Fey, but you know, there are a lot of people who are there now who are also, you know, Tina's brilliant and great at everything. She's a very important person in my life. To date, Saturday Night Live has nearly 90 Emmys, the most of any show in history. Tina Fey herself has earned one for writing during her time at SNL, later winning another two for some guest spots that she performed. Saturday Night Live is currently in season 49, with the most recent episode being hosted by Jacob Alordi, with Renee Rapp set for musical guest. Elton John has officially become the 19th person to attain the much-desired acronym EGOT after winning an Emmy this past week. Sir Elton John won his Emmy for his Disney Plus concert Farewell from Dodger Stadium, and he had previously won five Grammys, two Best Original Song Oscars, and one Tony Award. And finally, we end today with a trailer for an upcoming video game. Microsoft announced this past week Indiana Jones and the Great Circle, a cinematic action-adventure game from Machine Games, the award-winning studio behind the recent Wolfenstein series, and executive produced by Hall of Fame game designer Todd Howard. Thousands of years of humanity's thoughts and beliefs scattered and buried. Just waiting to be found. 
can't just run away from your problems, Indiana. Watch me. Indiana Jones is set to be played by Troy Baker, best known for playing Joel in The Last of Us video games, alongside Marios Gavrilis, who played Bruce Wayne in the German-language version of Gotham Knights. Indiana Jones and the Great Circle releases in 2024. New year, new you, so get rid of that mop and get cleaned up right. Nick and the team at Swish Barbershop at 844 St. Mary's Road are ready to line you up and make you look your best. Walk-ins are welcome, or you can visit my barber by booking today at boybarbernick.com. That's it for this episode of Talking Movies. Follow me on social media at Talking Movies PC and download full-length episodes on all of your favorite podcast platforms. And as always, if I find out Madeline gets hurt, I'm going to kill Andy Samberg. Maddie dies, Samberg dies. I'll turn that mother into a pinata. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs>